What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Hyacus, and welcome back, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Week three of the NFL season has come and passed, and we got a lot of games to get into. So without further ado, let's get it. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time this season, I have gotten my lock of the week and my upset of the week correctly. So we already went over the Browns and Steelers game last Friday. If you want to hear about that game, go ahead and check out my last episode. But today we're getting into the Sunday games and of course the one solo Monday game and going to be previewing this upcoming Thursday game, which I'm personally really excited for because the first game we're going to get into was my upset of the week. And that was I had the Dolphins picking the Bills. Now, some people told me this isn't really an upset. I am convinced it truly was. The fact that the Dolphins, who did not even make the playoffs last season, just beat the Buffalo Bills, who have destroyed their first two opponents by like 30 points each just got beat by two points. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of the uh, Bills offensive coordinator having a freaking rage fit at the end of this game, uh, but it is one of the most hilarious clips if you want to check it out. Uh, he was upset. He was very upset. But let's talk about this game. In all honesty, the Bills offense was better than the Dolphins offense. Now, given Tua came out of the game for a little bit, but this Bills offense still didn't look bad, even though they put up 19 points. I mean, Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times and completed 42 of them. So 42 for 63, 400 yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. He was the leading rusher on the team by a yard. And then, I don't know, it's just something with the with the wide receivers. I mean, Devin Singletary was the uh, lead wide receiver in this game with nine receptions, 78 yards. They just weren't able to get the big uh, the big receptions that they were used to, the, the ginormous throws, because uh, no receiver had 80 yards this game. But, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Micah Hyde uh, on the defense was just that big of a carry, and I don't think he was. Because, like, the Dolphins' offense wasn't great. I mean, Tua was 13 for 18, barely threw the ball. 186 yards, a touchdown, zero interceptions. And then Chase Edmonds was the leading rusher with 21 yards on six carries. But he had two touchdowns, so they were big. And then, like, Jalen Waddle had 102 yards, but it was on four receptions. So it was just four huge receptions and zero touchdowns on it. And there was no interceptions in this game. I, I, I honestly don't know how the Dolphins pulled this one off. But sometimes you just get lucky. Uh, I mean, this was a great game. Now, performance-wise, I, I don't know. Um, but in terms of entertainment, people loved watching this game. Sure, it was questionable points, a little bit boring. Obviously, Tua came out, so it might have been painful for some Dolphins fans. But hey, man, you're 3-0. Miami, this, this is looking good. This is a great start to the season. You've beat 
in my opinion, two insanely great opponents in the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. And you know what? I'm slightly impressed over a Patriots win. So the Dolphins 3-0, the Bills, no need to panic. Obviously, the Dolphins look like a great team, so you don't need to stress about losing to them. But the Bills are 0-7 in their last seven games that were between one score, and that includes the game against Kansas City in last year's playoffs. This team needs to learn how to close out games. Josh Allen needs to learn how to get those last-second scores, and I know he did against the Chiefs, but Patrick Mahomes just bested him. The defense needs to be able to stand in one-score games. The offense needs to be able to drive when it's down going into the last drive of the game. Listen, I'm not worried about this team. I still think they're, without a doubt, the biggest contender in this conference, even after losing to the Dolphins. But you do got to figure out how to not just, how to, how to come out of a situation not just blowing every single team out. Uh, so, Bills, still some things to figure out. Dolphins, I still think the offense is a little lackluster, but it's looking good for them. And they obviously play this Thursday night against my pick for lock of the week, which I picked the Cincinnati Bengals to beat the New York Jets. And you know what they did, and they did it well. 27-12, to and the Bengals look back baby this was a great game for them now obviously it is against the Jets but I look I would like to remind everyone that they were up 20 to 9 going into halftime so there was no real reason to be just airing out and, and throwing Hail Marys this was a second half of trying to run the ball trying to establish that and they didn't really until the last drive of the game but look, the defense looked good in this game. Two interceptions, two fumbles, one fumble recovery. Joe Burrow looked great. 23 for 36, 275, and three touchdowns. And let's not forget, zero interceptions. Tyler Boyd had a great play. Kind of looked like Jamar Chase against the Ravens in week five last season. Four receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. T. Higgins is proving that he could be a number one on a plethora of NFL teams. Five receptions, 93 yards, suffered a huge hit uh, early in the game and came back. That man's head has got to be wobbling. There's no way he's not seeing three things at once. Um, and also, I, I would like to mention, because I know a lot of people have been posting about it, yes, that Higgins catch was a touchdown, and they just missed it. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, and that Jamar Chase, in my opinion, according to the rules. Now, I do think there was a little play where Jamar Chase caught the ball, went to bring it down, and it slipped through his hands, and they ended up calling it a fumble. I believe that that should be called a fumble. In my world of the NFL, based on their rules that they create and they put in place, that is not a fumble. And then with the Higgins catch, that is a complete pass. I've never heard that you have to get the full foot in. He has the ball. He got his toes in. That is a touchdown. Uh, and then Jamar Chase, six receptions and a touch, a huge touchdown, uh, but only 29 yards. Jamar Chase still makes an impact. The whole plan of this game was to get Higgins and Boyd more involved. Because if you just keep throwing it to Jamar Chase, teams are going to figure you out. 
and they're just going to start doubling him. And then you have no chemistry experience throwing to T or Tyler. So we need to establish both of them so that everybody's letting Jamar Chase go on one-on-one -on -one situations. That's obviously going to leave him wide open. On the Jets side, there was nothing impressive about this game. Sure, you can say Joe Flacco had 285 yards. The man threw the ball 52 times. I mean, that's only like 10 less than Josh Allen. And he got 120 yards less and zero touchdowns and two interceptions, as I talked about with the defense. Um, listen, nothing impressive by the Jets in this game. I don't think we were expecting them to be anything this season. But it looks like Zach Wilson is going to be back for week four. And, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs, but I they have been showing signs. This game was not... A game where they showed anything but obviously in the Browns win uh, they showed some signs of potential around their entire team defense offense everything so I hope they continue to trend that way because Jets fans need a win all right so instantly on the Sunday games we're starting 2-0 but then we're handed our first loss as you know what I gotta just admit it here uh, guys I, I I was wrong on the Raiders <laughs> I, I talked about how I truly believed they were the best in the AFC West and they were going to win the division. God, was I so wrong. They are starting this season off 0-3 as the Tennessee Titans grab their first win of the season, beating the Raiders 24-22. Now, what's so frustrating is I picked them to win the division. And yes, they are 0-3, but all three games have been one decision game sorry one score games these have been insanely close games and they're against good opponents the chargers the uh, the cardinals the titans sure the records may not show that they're the best teams but we know based off talent that these are great teams and they just come up short every time josh mcdaniels is not looking like the answer at coach I just, I don't really know what to do at this point. Because uh, they look good enough to beat really good teams. Uh, but they just don't come out with the win. And it is historically very improbable for a team to make the playoffs starting off 0-3. So they're going to need to get on a big win streak if they're going to want to make this one back. Stats-wise, listen, I I'm not mad. Uh... Derek Carr, 26 for 44, 303 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Obviously, an interception is going to hurt you. Josh Jacobs, I mean, kind of did what I would expect out of Josh Jacobs. 13 carries, 66 yards. I mean, they had a great surprise performance out of Mac Hollins. Eight receptions, 158 yards, and a touchdown. And then Devontae Adams, look, he's not getting 100-yard games. I understand that Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. But he got another touchdown this game. He had like 12 yards in week two, but he had a touchdown. And that was like, that was enough to prove to me that Devontae Adams is still Devontae Adams. He just doesn't have someone throwing to him as well as he has in his past career. So, yeah, was I wrong about the Raiders? Sure. But let's not forget that I still picked the Titans to win the AFC South. And even though I'm kind of switching a little bit because the Jaguars are exciting, I still believe the Titans are the best team in this division. Ryan Tannehill, 19 for 27, 264 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I still believe you give, give Malik Willis the starting job uh, on this team. I get that they 
are in playoff contention according to them and according to me but listen I just don't think Ryan Tannehill is the answer if you're actually trying to compete for a Super Bowl and why not just try out a guy sure Malik Willis I'm not expecting to lead this team to a Super Bowl championship but you know he could be doing a better job than Ryan Tannehill who has looked insanely mediocre to start this season Derrick Henry looks back, and you know what? I didn't waver. Everyone can tell you I still think he is the best running back in the NFL. 20 carries, 85 yards, one touchdown. Now, I will say, watching this game, or watching what I watched of this game, Derrick Henry looks like he has been figured out a little bit. Now, obviously, he's still putting up this number this week, um, but it ever since that Bengals game it's looked like people kind of know how to play him and that's scary but not terrifying because I know he's still going to have moments of trucking people of stiff arming people but I just I think he may slip down the 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 country's rankings my rankings the NFL's ranking uh, of running backs throughout this season I don't think he's going to be number one anymore, but he is still going to land in that top five, maybe top six area. So including that Thursday night game, that puts me at two and two through the first four games that we reviewed, but I'm going down under 500. Maybe, maybe, maybe this just isn't for me because the Carolina Panthers beat the New Orleans Saints and I have lost all faith in New Orleans. Uh, they do not look good. Now I said they were going to be like, right below the playoff teams like they were going to be the eighth ninth tenth seed somewhere in that three range this team could possibly be at the bottom of this division this conference Jameis Winston 25 for 41 353 yards a touchdown and two interceptions this is Tampa Bay Buccaneers Jameis this is the Jameis we've all come to love and know to know and love it doesn't even matter. It's just Jameis Winston. It's what he has been his whole career. He has amazing yardage. He has a decent uh, catch to attempt, or sorry, completion to attempt ratio, but the interception ratio is just, it's abysmal. This man has thrown 40 touchdowns, but also thrown 40 interceptions in a single season. I don't even know how that's possible. This man is an MVP and an LVP in the same person. Alvin Kamara, also nothing special. 15 carries, 61 yards. If you're going to be a top five running back, got to do better than that. Now the receivers, the receivers on this team are nasty, especially Chris Olave. I watched him throughout Ohio State. If nobody knows, I am an Ohio State fan in college football. This man just had nine catches on 147 yards. He is special, and I said from the beginning of this draft, now I know I didn't say it on here because I wasn't recording during the NFL draft, but this man is the best rookie wide receiver from this class, and I just saw it watching him in college football. This man is special, and he's showing it. Last week, he had a game uh, that was great, and this week, he exploded. But the Saints just don't get it done. The Panthers, Baker Mayfield is still not him. Um, God, he's still not good. Even in the game they won, 12 for 25, 170 yards, and a touchdown. Sure, that's a very average quarterback performance, but nothing special. And I think they were 
uh, trying to get an upgrade here in Baker Mayfield. This looks like a performance by any other quarterback that is on this roster. Although, I have been saying if this man stays healthy, he's going to be great. And he has a 100-yard performance, 25 carries, 108 yards to be exact. And he had two catches uh, as well. Sure, it was only for seven yards, but he had two catches. Look, you know, he may not be the insanity that he was a few years back, but he's still playing great. Uh, and he obviously was the carrying factor uh, for this team to win this game. And listen, I the Carolina Panthers are still bad, but the Saints just played worse this game. And I would like to clarify that I am not expecting anything from either of these teams. And I think they will be looking from the bottom up in the NFC. So, all right, we're two and three, but let's move back to three and three. Let's get back to 500 because a very clear pick that I didn't spend too much time on. The Baltimore Ravens beat the New England Patriots. Now, very unfortunate news for New England. Mac Jones looks like he's going to be out for a decent amount, maybe even four to six weeks, which really sucks for the Patriots. If you need anything that sounds good, obviously I'm not preying on Mac Jones' downfall. The last time you had your starting quarterback get injured and the backup came in that was barely unknown was Tom Brady. So I'm not rooting for that uh, because I'm really tired of the Patriots dominating the NFL world and I want to have a break from them doing that. Um, but who knows? Uh, Performance-wise, you guys were not amazing. Uh, Mac Jones did end up playing the whole game. 22 for 32, 321 yards, but three interceptions. I'll tell you what, he doesn't look like the best quarterback out of this draft anymore. Although I will say everyone from that class hasn't been amazing so far. And then really the only other performance that was super great, obviously all three of your rushers this game got a touchdown, including Stevenson Harris and Mac Jones himself. And Devontae Parker, you know, five catches, 156 yards. That's a great game. It's good to see that there is a receiver that can produce on this team. But man, the Ravens just look good. Now, Lamar Jackson, I see a lot of people talking about he's the front runner for MVP. He is top three. Without a doubt, he is top three. I don't believe he is number one. I believe that Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen are slightly ahead of him right now. But man, does he look really good to start this season. He was 18 for 29 with 218 yards in the air, four touchdowns and one interception. And on the ground, 11 carries, 107 yards, and a touchdown rushing. Man, if you can have a quarterback lead you in rushing and have 218 yards with four touchdowns in the air, you got a special one there. Mark Andrews continues to compete with Travis Kelsey to be the best tight end in the NFL. He had eight catches on 89 yards and two touchdowns. And I'll tell you what, that race is a lot closer than a lot of people think. That is an exciting race to see whether Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in the league. Then we go right back down under 500, three and four, because the Lions blew it. They blew it against the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings pulled it off 28-24. to 
the Vikings scored 14 points in the fourth quarter to officially win this game. And you know what? I'm not mad because the Lions played great this game. Jared Goff, 25 for 41, 277 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He's doing what we expect him to do. Jamal Williams, man, DeAndre Swift got his job taken real quick. 20 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. He was just on one today. I, I really have no notes outside of you got to close out games as the Lions. They almost blew it to the Commanders last week. And then this time they ended up actually blowing it against the Vikings. And you know what? It's because they played as a team. What did I say, everyone? They played as a team. Justin Jefferson did not do well this game. He had three catches and 14 yards. So what did everyone do? Kirk Cousins, 24 for 41, 260, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Dalvin Cook, 17 carries, 96 yards, a touchdown. KJ Osborne and Adam Thielen combined for about 130 yards, both grabbing a touchdown. When this team plays outside of Justin Jefferson, because he was locked up by Jeff Okuda this game, they are a Super Bowl contender. Not a Super Bowl winner, but they can get to the Super Bowl. They have a team to do it. They have a decent defense. They have a good running back. They have a good wide receiver core. And they have a quarterback just good enough to reach the promised land. So what do they got to do? They got to continue to play like this. But they got to do better. They got to have Justin Jefferson get more than three catches, 14 yards. Sure, they need to get everyone else involved. But he cannot be having that bad of a game. So now you need to combine what you did this game and what you did the first game. You need to get Jefferson involved, but you need to get everyone else as well. Everyone has to play great so that Jefferson can as well. Just like I talked about with the Bengals. You make sure you establish Adam Thielen, you know, getting catches, getting touchdowns, so that Jefferson can be allowed open. So the Vikings pull it off. Puts me at three and four to start it off, but I go right back to four and four because I picked the Philadelphia Eagles, one of two remaining teams that are still undefeated in the NFL, as they they murked the uh, the Washington Commanders, 24 to eight. The Washington Washington didn't score their only eight points until the final fourth quarter. And Jalen Hurts, you know what, since Josh Allen just lost against the Dolphins, is my front runner for the MVP through the first three weeks of the season. 22 for 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns. He also had 20 yards on the ground. Listen, Lamar Jackson looks amazing, but Jalen Hurts is 3-0. I think that's the only difference uh, that, that I put between them right now. Uh, and you know what? Through the air, it was a Devontae Smith game. It was a Devontae Smith game. Eight catches, 169 yards, and a touchdown. Listen, the offense looked great. Jalen Hurts looks great. The running game doesn't look horrible. It still needs some work. Wide receivers look great. Defense looked superb, spectacular in this game. On the commander's side, yeah, Carson Wentz ain't going back. And I have been saying that. So anyone who's been questioning me on that, screw off. 
25 for 43 for Carson Wentz, 211 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Antonio Gibson only had 38 yards, but he did have a touchdown. And then Terry McLaurin, how many times do I have to say this? He is the bright spot on this team. He is one of the only bright spots on this team. Six receptions, 102 yards. People need to stop forgetting about Terry McLaurin. He is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and that's why I drafted him in almost all of my fantasy leagues, because even though no matter what quarterback he has, whether it's Carson Wentz or Taylor Heineke, this man plays well. Then the shock of the world. The Indianapolis Colts have now started off the season 1-1-1 one, one and one, as they beat the Kansas City Chiefs 20-17. to this was an insane game. The Chiefs made a lot of mistakes. The Chiefs made huge mistakes, like going for a fake field goal, some of the throws that Mahomes was making. It doesn't scare me in any way, because the Colts have the talent to be really good. But just, I was very surprised by the outcome of this game. On the Chiefs' side, Patrick Mahomes was 20 for 35, 262 yards, a touchdown interception. Still not the worst game. He was the leading rusher on the team. And Juju finally had a bit of a breakout game. Five catches, 89 yards. A good game, but not great. Uh, Matt Ryan, I mean, he had, a, he had a good game. He had a good game. 27 for 37, 222 yards, two touchdowns. I'll say, you know, maybe not effort-wise, but stat-wise, he outplayed Patrick Mahomes this game. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, kind of having a Derrick Henry-related uh, season. 21 carries for 71 yards. He's having good games. He's just not having what we expect out of him. Uh, and then in the, in the receiving game, Michael Pittman Jr. had eight receptions, 72 yards. I talked about maybe he actually was that big of an issue on being injured last week. Maybe he was. Even though he didn't have an insane game, he obviously contributed something uh, because they ended up winning by three. And listen, I know it was because a lot of mistakes from the Kansas City Chiefs, but I'm going to give the credit to the Colts here. They were able to stick in this game after getting shut out by the Jaguars last week. So kudos to them. But I did get that pick wrong. But then I come right back and even it up because the Bears beat the Texans. This was a very 50-50 game. I had no idea where this was going. This was my snooze fest of the week. But you know what? The Bears pulled it out. Uh, Justin Fields doesn't know how to throw a football to save his life. But, uh, you know, you come out with a win. Uh, on the Texans side, Davis Mills still just not insanely impressive. 20 for 32, 245 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. Damian Pierce, I mean, 20 carries, 80 yards, a touchdown. Uh, that's pretty good for Damian Pierce. I'll give it to him. Uh, and, and that's really it from the Texans' side. Just not that impressive of a game. Justin Fields, 8 for 17. This man had 17 attempts the entire game. 160 yards, zero touchdowns, and two interceptions. But man, Khalil Herbert. Woo! This man looked nice. David Montgomery better watch out. He had a great game in week two. And now Khalil Herbert comes out and does this. So they got a running back competition in Chicago right now. 20 carries, 157 yards for a running back. And two touchdowns. Like the Bears squeaked out of this one on a game-winning field goal. But they're 2-1. and one. 
let's not forget they are technically tied uh for for the lead in the division record wise i i know they don't win the tiebreaker but listen they're two and one uh i bet they probably have more wins than a lot of people thought they would this season already so kudos to the bears uh starting off the season over 500 so then we move into the afternoon games and here is where i flop now not the first game i picked the first game correctly i don't know how i did but i did the Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Los Angeles Chargers 38 to 10 and Justin Herbert played. I told you guys if I believed the Chargers were going to win and Justin Herbert was in, I'll tweet about it. I didn't tweet about it. I stuck with my gut. I went with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags and it paid off. And I'll be honest, they look like a fun team. They look like a Bengals-esque team. They spent money. And it didn't work the first week, but it's working now. They're 2-1. They're leading their division. It's, it's exciting. It's exciting for Jaguars fans. Trevor Lawrence, 28 for 39, 262 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sure, he doesn't look like the top 10 quarterback that he was promised to be, you know, in his third or fourth year. Uh, and I understand this is only his second, so maybe he will get there by his third or fourth year. But, I mean, he looks good enough to win games, and he looks like a quarterback that could be on a Super Bowl winning team. I'm not saying that the Jags are going to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to come close. But an impressive showing. James Robinson is the lead running back on this team. I'll repeat it again and again and again. 17 carries, 100 yards, a touchdown. And the receiving core, eh, eh. You know, Trevor Lawrence just kind of spread the wealth on this one. Everyone ended up getting a catch in this game. The Chargers. Ooh. Justin Herbert, 25 for 45, 297 yards. You may be thinking, ooh, that sounds pretty good so far. One touchdown and one interception. One good play, one mistake. Here's where it went really bad for them. Austin Eckler had four carries for five yards. You heard that right. Now, he did have eight catches for 48 yards. But your lead running back, who is supposed to be a top five running back, undoubtedly in this league, should not be having five yards the entire game and should especially not be having four carries. Give him a chance. I know you were playing from behind, but sometimes you got to run the ball. Uh, Yeah, no, just not an, an impressive game at all. Defense looked bad. Offense looked bad. On the Jack side, offense looks great. Defense looks good. Uh, I'm not going to give it the great title yet, but it looks good. But now we dive into my slipping area where it just, it did not go great. Uh, just briefly, because a lot of these games don't really mean anything uh, outside of someone grabbing a little bit of more of a division lead. The Rams and the Cardinals. I did pick the Cardinals. I saw a very definite world where the Rams won this game, and they did. Matthew Stafford, 18 for 25, 249 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Still not impressed by him. Cam Akers, 61 yards and a touchdown. Not impressed. Cooper Cup didn't even have that great of a game. But the Cardinals just didn't look great, and they got stopped uh, by the Rams' defense. Kyler Murray, not the worst game. 37 for 58, 314 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. The running game did not look great. Uh, but Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown, 14 carries, uh, sorry, 14 receptions, 140 yards. Not bad at all for Marquise Brown. 
and what we were expecting out of him because he's supposed to be the number one wide receiver on this team and Kyler Murray is a great quarterback but the Rams uh, go two and one uh, they are officially leading the NFC West which I think is a very tough division so I told you guys not to worry about them then we had the battle of no wide receivers between the Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the Packers just obviously naturally don't have any wide receivers and the Buccaneers lost all of theirs either to injury or suspension Aaron Rodgers 27 for 35 255 yards two touchdowns an interception Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon didn't have that great of a game uh and and no standouts in the wide receiver but the defense played great as we expected it to for the Packers and it is the exact same story on the Buccaneers side Tom Brady 31 for 42 271 yards a touchdown Leonard Fournette not a great performance 35 yards and nothing super impressive Russell Gage hit 87 yards and a touchdown that's a pretty decent game but considering he's really the only wide receiver on this team this week you know, it makes sense that he had a decent game. Uh, but the defense played great. Uh, it kept the Packers to only two touchdowns, kept them to 14 points total in the game. Uh, but the offense just couldn't keep up. Uh, so the Packers go on to win this game. This was uh, a frightening game, a panic game for both of these teams. And I think they should be very worried going into week four. Then we had a surprisingly really exciting, fun game. I said it was going to be my snooze fest, and this is obviously because I don't expect anything from either of these teams, but it was the Atlanta Falcons and Seattle Seahawks. The Falcons come out 27-23 to to win this game, and in my gut, I know I should have picked them to win, but I went with the Seahawks just because they had a win under their belt. Uh, but you know what? Both of these teams honestly impressed me. Marcus Mariota, sure, it wasn't the best performance, but it was good for him. 13 for 20, 229 yards, one touchdown, one interception. He's just doing good enough to stay in front of Desmond Ritter on this depth chart, and it's kind of pissing me off, I'm going to be honest. Cordell Patterson was a monster in this game. 17 carries, 141 yards, and a touchdown. And let's give credit where credit's due. When I talked about this game, I talked about a lot of people losing hype on Kyle Pitts, and he shut up everyone this game. Five receptions, 87 yards. It mostly came in the first half, but that is a very impressive game for Kyle Pitts and a tight end just in general. I hope he continues that way because that's what we expect out of him. That's, that's what he was supposed to be coming out of the draft. That's the reason he was drafted over guys like Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddell. And he's got to be that. Uh, so Kyle Pitts, very glad for that performance. On the Seahawks side, not the worst game. Geno Smith, 32 for 44. Don't know why they have him throwing that much. Uh, but two touchdowns, one interception on 325 yards. Uh, Rashad Penny, not the worst game. 14 carries, 66 yards, not the best. Uh, and Tyler Lockett continues to be the number one wide receiver. I don't know how many times I need to say this. I think he, not talent-wise, but just based off stats and where I thought it was going to be at the end of the season, Tyler Lockett is the number one option, it seems, on this team. He had nine receptions. DK Metcalf had five, and he had more yards. Sure, DK had a touchdown. But listen, it just looks like no matter who's quarterback in Seattle, they favor throwing the locket over DK. And I don't know why that is, but it seems like a problem. 
Then we had the Sunday night game, which I got wrong as well, but gosh dang, this was a really boring game. Uh, the Denver Broncos going to beat the San Francisco 49ers 11-10, and it was because of one of the dumbest uh, safeties I've, I've ever seen in my life. Jimmy Garoppolo just straight up stepped outside of outside of the back of his end zone. Uh, very unfortunate play, and it did end up costing them the game because they lost by one. And listen, this was just, I am not impressed by either of these teams. Sure, Denver's technically on top of their division right now. I promise they are not going to be. Name one game this season where they have been impressive. Horrible loss to the Seahawks, a scratch win by the Texans, and an ugly, ugly win against the 49ers. On the 49ers side, Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 for 29, 211 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Look, I said he's good enough to help them win games. He is not a top-tier quarterback. So this is the type of game I expect from Jimmy G. Uh, in the wide receiver game, look, it's it's still the Debo Samuel show. Five receptions, 73 yards. Trey Lance and Brandon Ayuk had a really good thing going, and that left space for Debo to be able to run the ball. Now that Jimmy G is back, he loves starting to Debo, not as much to Brandon Ayuk. This team could be in some danger. I think Trey Lance was the better option, and it sucks that he's injured. But hopefully they get it going. On the Broncos' side, Russell Wilson is, is gone. Uh, if anybody can find him, let me know. The wanted pages are all across the country. Uh, this man isn't Russell Wilson anymore. 20 for 33, 184 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sure, no major mess-ups, no interceptions. But gosh, this man just cannot throw a deep ball anymore. This man is just... He's not him anymore. He's not close to a top-five quarterback. He's getting dropped in every fantasy league I have. It's rough. And, and the rushing game is also just not it for this team. Cortland Sutton looks good. Uh, he had a great game in week two. He has another great game this week. Eight receptions, 97 yards. He looks like the bright spot on this team. I don't expect anything from this team. Their defense looked great. So did the 49ers defense. Or maybe it's just how abysmal both offenses are. But listen, rough game from both teams. Very ugly win, but they pull it out. And sometimes that's all that matters in the NFL. Because even though they haven't had a great win yet, they are 2-1, and one, and you got to respect it. And then the final game of the week before we preview up our Thursday night football game, the Dallas Cowboys beat the New York Giants 23-16. And I'm not going to sit here and give you false narratives. I'm not going to say a lot of people will sit here and tell you that Cooper Rush is going to make a real debate, a real argument against Dak for the starter of this team. A lot of people are going to argue that the Giants suck. The Cowboys are going to make the playoffs. I'm here to tell you the truth. The Cowboys are probably not going to make the playoffs. Dak is still the starting quarterback on this team when he comes back. And the Giants were not an actual 2-0 team. Sure, Cooper Rush, not the worst game. 21 for 31, 215 yards, and a touchdown. That is good. Dak can give you 300-something yards with multiple touchdowns. Sure, he gets injured, but Dak can give you a better performance than that. Tony Pollard looks great. This running game is 
proving what we all thought it could be. He had 13 carries for 105 yards. Zeke had 15 carries for 73 yards and a touchdown. C.D. Lamb, he doesn't look amazing, but he looks good. Eight receptions, 87 yards, and a touchdown. On the Giants' side, Daniel Jones got beat up this game. Every team that has faced the Dallas Cowboys so far this season, their quarterback has gotten banged up, and it does benefit from them playing two straight teams where the O-line is not great. Uh, Daniel Jones, 20 for 37, 196 yards, zero touchdowns, and an interception. Saquon Barkley had himself a game, I'm going to be honest. 14 carries, 81 yards, touchdown, four receptions, 45 yards. Super happy for him. Glad that he's kind of back to full form because uh, we love to see it. It's Listen, I, I'm just telling you what everyone should have known. Sure, people were a little higher on the Giants because they were 2-0. This is still the worst team in the NFC East. Uh, and the Cowboys, still the second best team in the NFC East. The Eagles have obviously separated themselves from all the other three teams in this division. But neither of these teams, especially the Cowboys without Dak and the Giants just regularly, even if they're fully healthy, they're both not playoff teams given the circumstances they're in. So this game literally meant nothing to me besides it being a, a slightly fun game at times. Uh, the Cowboys kind of pulled away at the end, but you know what? It was entertaining all the less, all the more. I, I don't even know at this point. I tried to watch this game, but I just, I could not finish it. It was not fun for me to watch. But you know what is going to be a fun game for me to watch? Is this Thursday, baby? The Bengals going up against the Miami Dolphins playing in Cincinnati. Now, Vegas has the Bengals as the favorite to win this game. I don't know why. I don't know how that could even be possible, given that we're one and two and had two ugly losses, and the Dolphins are three and zero and just beat the Buffalo Bills. Maybe it's just home field advantage, but we're opening up as favorites in this game. But I think everyone knows that the Dolphins are the favorite, and the Bengals are not only the upset, but my upset of the week. Oh, I'm naming it early. The Bengals are beating the Dolphins this Thursday. I don't care what anyone says. There's a chance. Obviously, I don't hope for this. But there's a chance Tua doesn't play on Thursday. And if he does, he might be limited. And they may need to rely on the running game. Tyreek Hill did not look great against the Bills. And they have a very decent quarterback cornerback one I believe the Bengals and Awuzier also have a really good cornerback one we're obviously not putting Eli Apple now Eli Apple and Jalen Waddle scares me a lot but I'm not super scared of the Dolphins cornerbacks I'm scared of the defense in general I think they can get to Joe Burrow very easily but I'm not scared if Joe Burrow is able to throw the ball like he did against the Jets this past week I'm not as scared as I think a lot of Bengals fans are. These next two weeks are going to be crucial for the Bengals. We have the Dolphins this Thursday, and then we have the Ravens next week. We need to win one of those games to, to have any potential 
to come out uh, to a playoff berth this season. Need to win one of those games. I like us against the Ravens. I see a world where I like our odds against the Ravens. And if we pull out a win against the Dolphins, I think that gives us en enough momentum to pull out a win against the Ravens for sure. So I'm not confident on it. There are a lot of worlds, a lot of reasonings and arguments why the Dolphins are going to win this game. But you guys know me. I'm not here to give you a, an unbiased, reasonable opinion when it comes to who the Bengals play. I'm here to tell you that the Bengals are winning the football game, so I will see you guys on Friday when they actually do it. And I will see you guys on the flippity flip. I hope you have an amazing week. Get out of here.